0: hello welcome to coin talk surprise we're back i'm going to explain why you won't believe it it's not because of the pandemic i will be joined shortly by my friend co-host and fellow coin talk hibernator jay kang the uh the hodlers out there uh picking up this show uh let's do that show (laughs)
1: This episode of Coin Talk was taped
0: Thursday, April second at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Bitcoin price index was six thousand eight hundred and seven dollars.
1: Hello, Jay. Hey, what's up, man? It's been a long time, and uh, you know we don't have to dox ourselves during these difficult times. But neither of us are where we used to be.
0: We're not on the same coasts. Anymore, even, Um, but you know, I feel like uh, not a not a uh, day has passed because we were we were we were exhibiting uh, bunker uh, tactics from the very beginning. I don't think we taped a show in person for about the last three
1: months of the show, so we (laughs) can just
0: pick up right where we left off.
1: Yeah, I I do. uh, How is the crypto cave doing? Do you have any idea? Well, there was some more seasonal
0: flooding in the Crypto Cave pre pre coronavirus and some water poured down like you can't, you can't imagine like it was just one stream of water that went directly on the modem and knocked out the Internet. In the cave. <laughs> so there was there was a dark few days of like wet, no Internet Crypto Cave. And yeah. then I um, and, and then I don't know what's happened. Honestly, I haven't been there. Uh, so, uh,
1: I mean, of know. all the things down there, right, uh, given that some of them, I, 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 we used to talk about this a lot when the show was going on. But, you know, you have you had a lot of keyboards down there that were difficult to find. Like, isn't yes. a, isn't a modem one of the things that is actually OK because it's pretty easy to it's pretty yeah, easy I to think, replace. I
0: think in the grand scheme of things, you know, you could say from a philosophic standpoint, whenever you lose your Internet, it's not actually a big deal. Like, has it ever actually been a big deal that you, like, didn't have the Internet for a day? Well, like right now, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, my (laughs) panic attack during this uh, quarantine was the night when I lost the Internet here. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be everything. Everything came crashing down. So I guess what I'm saying is that people are emotional about the Internet.
1: Yeah, I, that is actually one of the, I, I, you know, I'm sure as everybody else does right now, I chart out like things that could happen that are bad, that are, you know, not, not in terms of like, uh, could be worse than what's actually going on, but things that would just be like, I would be thrown in a total panic and the internet going down at our place is one of them because, uh, I don't know who would come fix it. I would, you know, and I would feel totally, uh there is something comforting about sort of looking out and seeing terrible information as it goes by. You know, you feel more rooted in the world. I don't know if I could actually, like, get away from it. You know, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know. Remember when, like, uh, do you? Remember, do you I, I don't even remember how long this ago, go, and, and I do not mean to, like, even start to compare the severity, but do you remember, like, when those days when crypto would crash, like, 70% and then just bounce all the way back up? Um, oh, yeah. And we would be like totally riveted (laughs) to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I I feel like the addiction to information during those types of times is, is almost comforting. But obviously, people would be better off if they didn't involve themselves with it.
0: Well, I feel a little bit like our crypto journey, which started, I don't know, what has got to be going on three years ago now?
1: Yeah, I think it's been kind of,
0: it was kind of like a weird training for the absolute human and market volatility uh, that was going to happen, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we were very, 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 very well attuned with exponential growth charts uh, from looking at every single chart of how Bitcoin was going to go to $10 million per Bitcoin. Well, Um, I just think, like, you
0: know, the idea that, like, um, there's literally, like, the market going to zero is kind of like in play Uh, that like that, like um, actually the whole system could collapse kind of thinking. Like, I mean, we'll get to this. Uh, There's no way we're going to get through uh, this uh, reunion show without revisiting uh, Bitcoin maximalist wasteland because it's in play now. Yeah. Uh, But um, I think like in an in an overall sense, Just like the idea that uh, extremes can and will happen. Um, I guess I uh, Bitcoin was the first place I uh, experienced that, like as a first person participant.
1: Yeah, I agree. First of all, you know, going from making a lot of money to in a very short amount of time losing a ton of money. Like I had are never, we talking really about had... me or you
0: now? <laughs> both,
1: both, <laughs> both of us. Both of us. Um, <laughs> I made. I made less and lost less, but it's still. Yeah. You know, it was still quite a swing. Uh, your
0: gains and your losses are nothing compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um,
1: and uh, but that plus you know the constant doomer narrative that was going on by people who we would always laugh at. Who I don't think they're validated now, but you know. When you need enough people basically saying that the world is at some point going to end, that there at some point will be a world changing event in our lifetimes and that part of that bunker mentality is going to be owning a deflationary asset, um, you know, you at least are you at least get to understand how these guys talk. You know, you, you start to think about those types of things. And I don't know, to their credit, wouldn't you say that as a whole, the Bitcoin community, maybe because of their, you know, I'm not saying because they're smart or because they're epidemiologists or anything, but mostly because they are attuned to exponential growth charts. And because they're doomers in general, were pretty on top of this thing, or at least they, they at least had some sense of how bad it could get. That's the generous take. And I'm going (laughs) to allow
0: you that generous take. I'm going to give a counter take, uh, because, uh, the show works better when we do that. Um, you know, people like, do you know, Jay, you're you're uh, you're a sports better. You have historically bet on sports. You're not, yeah. probably not currently betting on sports no. unless it's like, uh, aren't there like a few soccer leagues that are still playing that people no, are betting? No. On?
1: Well, OK, so Chinese basketball was going to start. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled it. You can bet on like Rocket League, you know, like esports. But I'm not I'm not quite there. My friend, one of my buddies did it and he said it was very unsatisfying. So I stayed away and, well, uh, yeah, there isn't enough diverse.
0: There isn't enough diversity of sports to do this now, but you know, there was a certain kind of sports betting guy who'd be like, hit a crazy, um, you know, par, like nine way parlay last week. And you're like, how many of these parlays do you bet? And it's like, this guy bets like thousands of different parlays, Yeah, you know? It's like, yeah, of course you had a car. It's like, there's a certain thread to the um, like guys who've called like 25 things in the last decade, and two of them were Bitcoin and the coronavirus. And it's like <laughs> oh, if you just got those two bets right, like you're doing quite well right now. Oh, yeah. It might lead you to ignore your like two and 23 record, which in most walks of life just gets you wrecked as a person but like the ideology of bitcoin is kind of like you only had to be right once like you make the big you take the big swings and you only had to be right basically on bitcoin uh that's i think as true as the other stuff that uh you're describing which is yes it's a paranoid doomer uh culture in which like uh the idea of the world ending in a pandemic like everyone's explored that in their mind uh who's really into bitcoin
1: yeah, it's it the, the zero hedge effect, you know, that that blog and they got banned off Twitter. Uh, but well, uh, well, I
0: don't understand. <laughs> like, can you explain like zero like is it like. Zero Hedge is like a
1: Russian propaganda operation. I have no Why idea. did they get
0: banned? <laughs> I think <laughs> they got
1: banned from spreading coronavirus misinformation. Actually, but um, I thought
0: it was before coronavirus. No, I
1: think it was virus. early coronavirus. Don't we don't know, and we don't have to look it up. They got banned, but you know they were they were they're influential just because they called the two thousand eight crash right, or they said they called it, and then yes. they also I think were calling Bitcoin, and then they were. Definitely calling for the last five years that the entire stock market would crash. But yeah, it's that effect that you're talking about. When you say for five years that the stock market is going to crash and then it eventually crashes after going straight up for five years, like, you know, you can say that you're right, but you're also wrong every single day for five years. Um, and of course, the stock market is eventually going to crash. Uh, yeah, those guys well, really missed out because, like, I feel like this was the time for them, you know, with the stock market going absolutely apeshit down, and uh, and a world pandemic going on. Like, this was the time for them. They're kicked off Twitter. Well, the the interesting thing about uh, calling this uh, would be,
0: like, if if you could parlay those two bets, Bitcoin and coronavirus. I think most of the people who uh, called both of those things would have also called uh, Bitcoin uh, through the roof uh, during a uh, world economic collapse around a virus. Right. I mean, this has always been part of the Bitcoin narrative. I I apologize if it's distasteful to talk about, but uh, if it wasn't a pandemic, it would be like a you know, some other form of societal collapse. It's almost like embedded in the the narrative of Bitcoin, that this is going to happen and that Bitcoin will be what saves you.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's like not, I mean, we've, we used to talk about this all the time. It's like, it's like that's something that's been grafted onto Bitcoin, you know? Cause if you look at the Satoshi white paper, it's not like he's talking about end times, you know? Yeah, He's really yeah. just talking about, <laughs> he's just talking about ways to like, not have to pay PayPal fees or something like that, you know? <laughs> and that deeper narrative really got grafted onto Bitcoin, all this uh, sort of, you know, uh, people who only eat meat and the people who, uh, <laughs> the people who, like, think that, uh, you know, all governments are going to collapse because of globalism. And, and, uh, and I don't know. It's, it's very strange because, like, we used to talk about this all the time. Like, we would see minor, you know, I, not minor at the time, but, man, now what feel like minor disruptions, let's say in like the Greek economy or the Zimbabwean economy, which at the time felt cataclysmic. And we would see locally like a surge in Bitcoin prices in those local markets. Right. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Have we seen any of that so far around Bitcoin?
0: Well, I mean, um, this uh, tragic event coincides with other tragic events in Venezuela that I think had a pretty heavy uh, Bitcoin uh, component. But um, that doesn't, you know, that predates what's happening now. I feel like what's happening now is kind of a great example of how um, the end of the world is not the end of the world exactly that you predicted. You know, I think people who were really heavy thinking that people would need Bitcoin now basically were people who believed that authoritarian governments, government crackdowns, you know, martial law, uh, people fleeing countries would would be what the end of the world looked like. And the uh, enemy, which is not really like an enemy here, it's a, uh, you know, uh, a virus, a piece of code that, that replicates itself is not really like based on national borders. And there's not really a uh, capital flight um, issue associated with it. Uh, yeah, People literally can't go anywhere. There is no chance that you need to take your money to some other country. Right now. <laughs> you, you, also,
1: <laughs> you also can't spend your money, you know? Yeah,
0: and you, you can't. There's nothing to buy. Like, <laughs> there's basically nothing to buy, and there's really nothing to buy with
1: Bitcoin right now. Oh, my I God, mean, yeah. <laughs> Can you buy a sandwich with Bitcoin during the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh... And I don't know, I think even like the sort of leisurely fun things that people are doing with Bitcoin, like gambling on sports, for example, you know, like that's all gone as well. And I don't know, maybe people are sending money across <laughs> borders. I assume they are, you know? Yeah, but, I would think uh, that
0: there's probably like a lot of like, you know, uh, remittance traffic right now, like st- like people trying. But But then again, like I also think people are like, I'm potentially hunkered wherever I am for the long haul here, this is when I stop, like, sending money. This is, like, when everyone has to survive, basically.
1: Or it's, like, I'm not going to risk this, you know, typing in, like, the wrong wrong number, fat fingering this thing, and I just will pay the Western Union fee, you know? Like, it's not a time when people are going to be really that open to risk for very obvious reasons, but I don't know. I I I gotta say that I am somewhat surprised that things didn't you know, that there hasn't been a surge because I felt that, you know, like given what's happening, I are you aware of what's happening like with like U.S. Treasury uh, notes and things like that where like there's like some sort of large bets going on in international markets? Now, this is all like very, you know, half reported stuff, but there seems to be some people betting that, you know, the U.S. inflation is going to get really bad because we're going to need several rounds of like printing trillions of dollars, which, sure. you know doesn't really matter you know like as, sure. i've seen uh, the memes i've seen the memes yeah, yeah. <laughs> money for the go i'm go familiar birth. with what you're talking about insofar <laughs> but, as i have seen the meme yeah like my but what, really what i meant by uh has not really been reported out is that i've also seen the memes <laughs> it might it very well might have been reported out in many places that i didn't look just because if I you're stopped, asking I have i seen
0: <laughs> multiple incarnations of that meme yes yes i have i've yeah. seen several
1: <laughs> um so yeah, our, sure our uh, i was somewhat surprised that you know like some wealthy people who have a lot of money to throw around wouldn't have just taken like a directional bet on this thing you know and just been like well you know like who knows what's happening in china right now you know um who knows what's happening in, well, I guess we do know what's happening in Korea. But like, uh, you know, like maybe there are, there are, I just thought that there would be a like a population, just as there are populations of wealthy people who build bunkers in New Zealand, that there would be populations of wealthy people who would uh, sink a lot of money into this. And given the low volume over the past however many i don't know almost like a year now right that that would have some effect on the market but um it didn't really right like it, it just seems to have sort of died that violent death it died like about a month ago and then kind of slowly floated back up
0: yeah i mean all things like said like you know bitcoin was well first of all i want to say as i said in the introduction this is not the pandemic episode of coin talk <laughs> this is the over 10,000 episode that we promised. I don't know how long ago that was. It was like two <laughs> oh, months yeah. ago. Yeah. Bitcoin went above 10,000. It took Jay till now to get a microphone, and we just happened to now be in But we're actually celebrating 10,000. And yep. Bitcoin did go down to, I think, really got pretty down, down near the Kang line down there.
1: Yeah, it was like 4,500 or something. Yeah.
0: And so now we're back up to 7,000. I don't know if you had told me like Bitcoin was trading in the like eight thousands, and there is a global financial collapse, and it's gonna pop down to seven thousand. I'd be like, sounds good. Sounds yeah, it's doing okay. No, actually, I
1: think you are right. I think you are right. I think that it does reflect some of that, right? Okay, well, just personally, then I wanted to ask you, like, do you? Uh, let's say that we had no history of being burned by Bitcoin at all, right? But we knew yeah. what we knew about Bitcoin, which I would say is, you know, not not like an not insane much. amount, but we do know more than like your average person and we believe in it more than your average skeptic. Like it, if you had, you know, money and you needed to divide it up in some sort of way and you felt, you know, rightfully right now that the world is extremely unstable and scary, like would you put it in a uh, Bitcoin?
0: I would put like a small, um, you know, a gentleman's wager into Bitcoin, I would not go in probably heavy. I mean, I was <clears throat> buying little bits, uh, you know, around the 5,000 range. <laughs> um, I kind of think at this point that, um, effective like Bitcoin investing basically is to just ignore everything and, uh, uh don't buy Bitcoin over 10,000 do buy Bitcoin under 5,000. Yeah. That's my pro tip.
1: Um, (laughs) Buy it low. (laughs) Don't buy it high.
0: (laughs) So, you know, like the the other side of that, that the that would be my like, um, ha ha ha. Bitcoin is actually like aimless and just like the product of a bunch of manipulations take. My darker take would be that maybe things have not really gotten bad enough yet that Bitcoin comes into play and that the the real sort of maximalist case is not like oh the stock market is going into a black hole but it's like actually like the world uh, is going into a black hole and, and it mm. does seem like you know that is an out- outcome and i think as things get worse um you know like bitcoin is always going to lose like either people are going to be like it's either going to crash in this case and it's gonna be like ha ha like you idiots it didn't even work like during a crisis or it's gonna go through the roof and people are gonna be like you ghouls like cheering at the destruction of the world so, yeah yeah um, well, this was our you know
1: this is our whole debate which i think we were on the same <laughs> side of which was like is it okay to profit off the destruction of the world and i think back then it was so abstract you know it was like an idea and that it was a little easier to weigh and now it just seems like, Yeah, we probably shouldn't do that, you know. But um I mean, yeah. look, I
0: don't know. I like I don't even know how you do if you want to. I'm sure there's like a lot of like disaster capitalism. But if you'd asked me, well, you were like, Aaron, if you wanted to profiteer off the end of the world, I would have said like, Oh, Bitcoin and it's like, Yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't think like certainly when Bitcoin was crashing with the stock market, I was not uh like sure there was a floor. Mm. At 4500 you know, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe we don't need Bitcoin anymore. Like maybe everyone's just going to like go to the money to live on that you can buy the last few groceries with.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm unsure that there's a floor to the economy still, you know. Um, Yeah. Maybe there is a floor of Bitcoin just because people are not going to be offloading it in the same way that they'll be offloading like they're 401ks and their savings, and you know, to try and survive over the next couple of months. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I would be more afraid of the floorlessness of the economy right now than um, the floor of Bitcoin. Um, just because I mean, a- when I th-
0: when I think of my own instincts, it's to hoard U.S. dollars right now, and I think a lot of people who are, you know, thinking just about like keeping their family safe. Uh I would think you would want as much uh like cash and like withdrawable like literal money you can spend as possible.
1: <laughs> this is not investment <laughs> advice. <by laughs> <the way. laughs>
0: I mean, I guess what I think you'd want is a coin talk stamped gold bar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I yeah. uh well, um, gold's doing well. Yeah, no. The gold bugs are are loving it right now. Um. All right. So, Joe Joe Wiesenthal, do you want to talk about him? Do you want to talk about what he wrote? Yeah. Well, I think that actually
0: sort of dovetails. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, it's funny. Joe is still like managing to like troll the Bitcoin community even during like a like a world uh, like catastrophe, and uh, I enjoyed it. Though I don't really agree with his take. Uh, His take was basically that if you look at like proof of work, uh, how Bitcoin is mined, and you compare it to the production of gold, uh, like also a literal mining process, like you have to expend energy and resources to uh, make new gold. Basically, as as I understood it, the gold production has struggled to keep up. Rich people who want to buy gold are actually having trouble finding literal physical gold to buy and uh bitcoin it's very easy to go buy it on uh brian St- armstrong's own coinbase mm-hmm. and um that makes um gold the better asset right now because it's harder to get and like there's like a line of people waiting to get it and that it- proof of work is therefore like a, a more um uh historically notable uh, form of proof of work and
1: it shows that there is an actual scarcity that people are trying to clamor for, as opposed looking for, yeah scarcity, <laughs> as opposed to like a infinitely divisible asset that you can buy right. like an infinitely small amount of. Um, yeah, I mean i i don't I don't think that Joe is necessarily wrong in general, but I don't know. I think I agree with you in that I don't know what the actual effect of what he's saying is. You know. Like I'm not sure if when people are evaluating assets, they think, uh, or if they would even be aware of how hard people were trying to find gold right now. I mean, is it is it really that hard? Can't they just buy ETFs like the gold ETF or something? Like, well, no, that but like
0: thing? I I think that's a a fundamental difference, perhaps, between. I mean, look, you can buy a Bitcoin ETF also, but like yeah. the whole promise of Bitcoin is like, um, you know, when the man comes in the black helicopters. You've got like your uh, secret keys memorized, you know, tunnel into uh, the uh, utopian uh, Bitcoin oil rig island, right? Yeah. So I think gold bugging is similar. When people buy gold in a time like this, they're not gambling on the future of gold. They're looking to get some gold.
1: Yeah. No, that's true.
0: in their backyard. I mean, I think that's kind of where people are going with this. And I guess I would just say, like, that is like uh, the, you know, the, the first round, uh, it appears that gold has done better, but it doesn't seem like we're like anywhere near the end of this. So it could easily be that Bitcoin or gold, like, you know, searches or crashes during this thing. I, I mean, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it would take much more than what we're seeing right now, which is like an insane stock market that... uh is definitely scary to anyone who has like a 401k, but you know, it's like been relatively stable. Um, I and mean, we basically just lost two to three years of growth, you know, which is yep a catastrophe, but it's also not like, you know, um, I don't know, I guess it is sort of an unprecedented <laughs> catastrophe when you look at the unemployment numbers, but, uh, it seems like there's actually some confidence out there that, you know, once this passes and if it passes, um, things will, there'll be an intense desire to make everything okay again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I if it gets worse and worse and worse, I guess we'll see. Um, I just don't know how many Bitcoin evangelists are out there that are going to be able to, you know, um, convert people in a time of panic. You know, like that, that was one thing that I was, I've been thinking about with Bitcoin, which is just like, does it rely on like a stable world to, to get the message out? Does it rely on a stable stock market that people get bored of, you know? Um, and is it actually a panic asset or is it like a gambling asset for people who have a lot of money, who are comfortable and just want to potentially make a ton of money? You know, because I think up to now it's been the latter, right? It's been like people who are just like, well, I'm okay now and I'm not gonna go hungry, but wouldn't it be great if I had a life-changing amount of money and what this thing is kind of interesting to me? Like all those things require a stable world and like a stable person, you know? And now that we're all like extremely destabilized, I wonder if people are gonna be up for something that doesn't have that long of a history. Yeah,
0: I mean, at least the responsible people who bought Bitcoin Uh, hopefully at least also like had uh, stocks and mutual funds in their portfolio. We know some
1: who didn't, but yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but but those people, I I would not call those people, uh, you know, I think we have a friend who like had almost all of his money in waves, uh, but I would not call him responsible. Yeah. We can,
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we can. We can. Uh, uh, we we sh- if this was uh, if this was a live stream, I would say we should just call Doug now. But yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's probably playing video games or uh, like anyway, tweeting. Yeah. The people who are more responsible look probably had a four hundred one k in a stock portfolio, and you just have to think. I, I just think of the psychology of oh my god, look what just happened to my portfolio, and you're like, hey, you want to buy some Bitcoin? It's down twenty percent. It's like. Now I don't want to buy some Bitcoin. See how much money I just lost?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like, I need to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: I'm. I. I. I think you would expect a, you know, uh, Bitcoin to be bought when there was like people cashing out at the top of tech, you know, which was happening very recently.
1: Yeah, you know? for sure. Like people who made four million dollars off an IPO and they put. 50 grand of it let's say into bitcoin like you know like at the beginning and then had like a life-changing amount of money if they bought it for like 200 bucks something like that like that's a narrative that you and i saw a lot of you know but again that that assumes a stable world i guess the, the one place where i would see where it would actually maybe be um possible would be like um if and look i don't want to speculate about like uh this stuff because it's so serious but um, you know, if we have a lull, let's say, right, let's say the summer comes and there's a lull and, and the world tries to get back to normal, but people also think that this thing is going to come back, that might be a time when you see people not just investing in Bitcoin, but really just sort of like trying to make themselves disaster-proof, you know. And maybe maybe cryptocurrency is a is a form of that just because it is, it doesn't rely on on borders you know it doesn't rely on nationalities and you know i i know i don't know i mean i just know a lot of people who are questioning whether or not they even want to stay in this country you know like after this because of the response and um perhaps for some of those people having that asset would be would be interesting
0: yeah i mean i definitely think well first of all i'm like you know, I'm, I'm not living in the same, same place I was. And I, uh, yeah, me neither. I think when this is over, I'll probably buy a generator and, uh, I might buy like a, you know, like a big, like a lumberjack ax, you know? (laughs) And it's not so much that I sort of expect people to want to like put their life savings into Bitcoin. It might be more like you might want to keep like $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, if you can, like for a rainy day, you know, like, um, like it might not be that you are thinking, oh, I'm going to like shift to a Bitcoin economy. It might be like you're kind of escape hatch. And like, I would think that a lot of people are thinking, even if this isn't the end of the world right now, I might experience something like this or worse again in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, it's well, I think about that with the climate crisis stuff, you know. Sure, which uh, I look, I'm not a climate denialist in any sort of way, but there's two ways to think to read climate disaster lines
0: you don't want to hear in a podcast. (laughs) I'm not a climate denialist, (laughs) Uh, no, no, but you know, there's there's a type
1: of person who reads that stuff and takes it super seriously and begins prepping, you know, and then there's a type of person who Reads it and thinks it's all bullshit and that everyone's lying to them, which I'm neither of those, you know And then there's the type of person who reads it and says, huh, you know, this is probably right And I'm just not gonna think about it, you know Um, And I think that the majority of people who are like you or me are probably in that in that boat, you know It's like well, I'll make marginal changes to my life and I'm not gonna do things that actively harm the situation but um i'm not going to go grow like a you know like a, ref- a replenishing garden in like the, in the middle of new hampshire to wait out like the climate disaster um, just a weed garden <laughs> no actually one of my friends has a <laughs> has this amazing uh property up in new hampshire and i don't even know if he's there right now but you know it's kind of like a prepper property where yeah, he oh, has yeah. like this amazing uh vegetable garden that's not I mean, garden is a very under as an understatement but you know like he could feed himself and several other families off of this thing yeah. for, like in it like in perpetuity um you uh yeah um i don't know i think about it now it's just like what if the climate crisis is just this over and over and over again you know um yeah and, and like- also
0: what if there are unknown unknowns because even when we were worried about the climate crisis six months ago uh, we weren't like uh, predicting like uh, you know Godzilla is gonna climb out of you know the ocean and kill a bunch of the population there.
1: like yeah Godzilla, addition, is, Godzilla climbing out of the ocean is definitely an unknown unknown.
0: yeah, but I'm just saying like in addition to this coronavirus, future coronaviruses and climate change, we may have other hazards uh, to our existence on this planet. You know, I had maybe not even as far down the runway as climate change, but you know, uh, while we have kids, small children, you know? So, yeah. uh, so, so that's why, that's why I'm buying the generator.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think of a generator is good. I mean, I, I've, I've been looking at, uh, land in, <laughs> in far away places, in rural places too. Cause, uh, I don't know. I I think that probably is part of the doomer prepper thing that we might have thought, you know, been... Honestly, I don't think it was because of Bitcoin. I think we were probably attracted to Bitcoin because there's part of that in our brains, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's... uh, I, I, I don't know. Buying Bitcoin, though, I will say, is not in my future. Like, I will not... I don't know if I will be... if I will use that as my... you know, if I have a shopping list of things that I want to get done... During a lull period before, like you know, we go back into lockdown or whatever, buying <laughs> Bitcoin is not one of them, um, and I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's uh, it's uh, it's not something that is that. I, I, I think I'm with you. I just kind of want as much like ATMable money as possible. All right, I have a uh, I have a um, I have a question for you. Like which sure. is. One of the things that's happening in the world that is concerning as post, you know, in addition to everything else is that it seems like it's going to be very difficult to have an election, you know, and obviously for every single reason in the world, this election is going to be extremely important. And they're already canceling primaries. They've uh, delayed the convention. And uh, it's, And this you know, must
0: be happening internationally. Like there must be all sorts of elections that are getting disrupted. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it's it's a very good time for strongmen, honestly. But, like, I was thinking about it in terms of, like, well, how do you have a online, you know, how do you have, like, an online election, basically? Like, how do you make it so that it's not just mailers, which is difficult, you know? How do you make it so that you can have, like, a fair election that, is able, that people can vet, that people can sort of have trust in? And I thought that maybe this is the only good application of blockchain technology that I had thought about, you know, because there is a way that like it does sort of prove uniqueness. You know, if everybody does have uh, the access to it, if, if there are tons of nodes, you know, and all those nodes are run through. Reputable places in a. I'm just gonna need you guys to
0: download MetaMask. It's a browser (laughs) extension. Then you're gonna need to sync the Ethereum chain. Not the whole chain. Just you're gonna need to go through a provider who'll sync the chain (laughs) for you.
1: All, all. Yeah. All super delegates are going to have to download MetaMask. <laughs> there's a uh, di- there's actually a
0: different network for super delegates. They are not on the Ethereum platform. You're going to need a different coin to operate on the super delegates. Yeah,
1: exactly. We, uh, we have a intra layer coin right now that, we're, <laughs> that <we're, laughs> if you'd like to buy as much of this as possible. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about like a blockchain election?
0: I think this is. Uh, in the entire history of the show your worst idea (laughs) (laughs) is it is it
1: worse than not having an election
0: Uh, of all your ideas that you've (laughs) espoused on this show none of them i think could destroy america as quickly as this idea could (laughs) we've kind of hit like rock bottom with elections where it's like anything that could go wrong will go wrong as evidenced by the iowa primary yeah and uh you know, we uh, failed to pull off, um, you know, the basic updating of a spreadsheet across poll locations, basically Mm -hmm. using a custom website. That's a like 1997 technology. I feel like going to the blockchain would be like attempting a 2027 technology right now. Like, We've tried, me and you tried to do many things with the blockchain on yeah, the show. Failed. And it never worked even once for no, us, yeah, we like are like a show about it. Yeah. It,
1: would,
0: it would fail so spectacularly. I think it could destabilize the entire continent.
1: OK, well, what if right, let's then not let's not say <laughs> let's not say this election, let's say in like three elections. Like, isn't that the way to do it though? Like, I mean, cause... what what does the blockchain
0: sort of accomplish in an election capacity? It proves well, transparency. The identity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that means that every person has to get like a an ID, an ID on the blockchain. It's like um just when you get the like finally get the right hologram ID that you can travel internationally with, it's like, sorry, man, uh you do not uh, have like uh, the Ethereum uh, address uh, registered in order to interact with this.
1: Like it would have
0: to be a whole nother like layer on, I mean, I do sort of agree with you that like the, the blockchain might eventually become part of authoritarian governments.
1: Yeah. That people are basically
0: forced. Yeah. Forced to like register themselves and then have their like data like as they move through cities et cetera logging anonymously on some sort of a blockchain so that like, yeah. if you test positive it's like oh well now we're gonna dox the identity of your like blockchain secret key oh that's aaron lammer he's the super spreader
1: yeah yeah Just, uh,
0: this is simply an anecdote this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't get out of quarantine um, uh, but
0: you know they're already doing stuff that's not that different than that in china uh I yeah, guess this would Korea be like a, some too. sort of a compromise between outright uh surveillance in which your name was associated instead you could have your like uh hex associated uh with some sort of blockchain events and uh, be insured some right to privacy where only a warranted
1: search could pair your hex up with your identity yeah, they, they, they are tracking people. And you could also just do it through people's phones, obviously, at this point. So maybe yeah. you don't even. Or need you that.
0: can um, get them to download Clash of Clans. That's another <laughs> one.
1: <to choose> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or TikTok. Maya, uh, there's, there's a kid, I, I was reading this on Twitter today, that some kid in Korea came back, I think, from Italy, finally, or something like that. He was like a college student. And they put him in a mandatory 14-day quarantine which is what you have to do now if you come back from abroad and he like slipped out, uh, to get like a beer or something. And they immediately caught <laughs> got him.
0: Oh yeah. I saw that too. I think he like yeah. tried to go
1: party, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like, they're like, no, uh, we can track you. Uh, you, there's no slipping out here. It's actually quite, quite scary, but also, you know, um, maybe it's good that stuff like that, uh, keeps, you know, a couple hundred thousand people from dying or whatever. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, look—if
0: there was an authoritarianism coin, it'd be pumping right now. Everyone's primed <laughs> yeah. for a little authoritarianism.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's an authoritarianism ETF. We should try and make one of those. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that uh, the democracy coin and the sort of like uh, free open market free market coins are like kind of—they're crashing right now. Uh, like, did the, you know? Sorry. Go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Did you know that the uh, halvening is
1: coming in less than a month? Really? Okay. Refresh yeah. me on what the halvening is.
0: <laughs> Jay, <laughs> I love that like the minute we stopped doing the show, you were just like, erase this portion of my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I filled it up with okay. like. So the, di- the mining difficulty algorithm, every, uh, I think it's like, well, the periods between this are altering over time. But every irregular interval, uh, which is now numerated in years, uh, the uh, difficulty algorithm adjusts by half. And therefore it becomes um, uh, half as much Bitcoin is released to miners every day, I guess you would say. Um, So the supply is about to go way down. Um, And historically, that has correlated with Bitcoin bull markets. So basically, um, so far, every halvening has been followed by a significant price increase uh, in Bitcoin, which makes sense. Um, It's the amount of new Bitcoin being introduced in the market is going down. Now, most people also would say that uh, the halvening uh, should be uh, priced into the price of Bitcoin before the halvening happens, uh, because everyone literally knows exactly when it's going to happen, what's going to happen. Uh, the whole thing is pre-plotted. However, yeah, yeah. that's not been held true before. Uh, in fact, people have actually started uh, buying up Bitcoin at higher and higher prices after it. Oh, yeah, this yeah, time, yeah. we are about to test that. Uh, this would be probably the toughest uh, situation other than the happening, happening uh, so far. I mean, I don't think those previous times where it's rallied, I could be wrong, they may have been. Uh, following you know, a really bad period for Bitcoin, but uh, this is a pretty trying period and it just, to me, seems like people are not particularly talking about it. People are actually talking about it more like when we were doing the last few shows than people are talking about it now.
1: Why would they not be concerned about it or why would they not be into it? Is it just they're distracted? Oh, I,
0: I, I just think that the that there's only one story right now. Yeah, that is true. and, the, and that Even the people who are you know uh 99 crypto news cycle um some of that attention has to be on like staying alive um and so it's kind of creeping up without much fanfare
1: yeah yeah no that's true i mean the only news cycle that seems to go on independent of uh coronavirus right now is like the nfl free agent market (laughs) which is just (laughs) just keeps going. It's amazing. I like read a Bill Barnwell article every three days about like an offensive lineman that like the Jets are looking at, you know, it's actually, I, I don't know. I wonder if like the government did some sort of deal with the NFL and said like, you know, look we need something, you know, cause, uh, we can't play NBA, we can't play baseball. And so like the only thing we can do is like microtransactions to give something to distract the population or something like that. But, uh, yeah, everything else is done i don't know what else is in the news it's like economic collapse and and pandemic and and uh, tom brady going in the box <laughs> uh, i
0: want to run one thing by you that i've been thinking about yeah um, before we get out of here um i think i always thought that if bitcoin really succeeded bitcoin would like usher in the new future it would be like the catalyst of some changed world yeah and it feels now like we're actually gonna enter into a changed world and quite obviously bitcoin has almost nothing to do with that yeah and it sort of made me think of whether bitcoin would be better thought of as i guess a safeguard or um something that might be useful in some version of the future in which things are probably pretty bad Mm -hmm. Um, But the concerns of Bitcoin were so closely mapped to general libertarian, um, you know, cypherpunk concerns. Um, Governments are going to come to get you. They're going to take your money. They're going to restrict your freedoms by controlling your money that it imagines this very specific future, a future we call the Bitcoin maximalist wasteland, you know, where... um, Uh, it's an all, it's an all beef, uh, uh, diet and a lot of murder, you know? Yeah. And now we find ourselves in this equally perilous, but quite different, uh, future. And it turns out most of the things that were unique about Bitcoin sort of relate to government and also to money printing, which I guess is like a issue right now. Yeah. But I wonder if like the the two fictional universes just aren't quite like gelling that much, like where we actually find ourselves unsurprisingly is not where people predicted things would go. People did predict that something terrible would happen. They didn't predict this terrible thing. And yes, some people sort of predicted this, but I think, uh, that was mostly people in like, you know, the last few months, I didn't really hear that many. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I guess, pandemic, uh, you know, uh, criers of alarm out there but um
1: pandemic i don't know what do you think it? about yeah. that yeah uh well i it's like one of these things where you are just like what i I try to think about it's like all right well what in what world were we all gonna slow bleed this thing you know like what world changing event you know whether it was like um and which one would would actually affect the entire world you know where basically the entire world is just sitting at home and watching things progressively get worse. And that I think actually does two things. The first is that, uh, it's horrible and, you know, people are being traumatized, but it also is like, it might not be the same type of panic that happens. Like, let's say if like, you know, there's another nine 11 or a huge terrorist attack or something like that, you know? Um, and the panic might be different you know i think people are completely panicked right now but i don't know if they're making like massive massive life decisions based off this economically and the only reason why we're asking economically is just because like that's where bitcoin would come in you know um are people are people like selling off every single you know security that they own are they emptying their 401k right now i don't think they are you know no not yet um And, uh, I think that maybe once that starts happening, that's when we'll know what type of panic this is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, that when the doomers were thinking about what the doom would be, that they're probably thinking about like a bigger shock, you know, and then people running around in the streets instead of like this very, very strange shock that we have, which is, you know, I don't know, the next two months we're going to end up like spending like a third of this year indoors um, and not being able to do anything.
0: But I do think that like, you know, uh, this is uh, getting back into the uh, uh, silly world, but like this whole question of like fiat versus Bitcoin, like which is better the U S dollar or Bitcoin? Oh
1: God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, Nope. I would like a bunch of money buried in my backyard. Thank you. Like, um, and it's funny because it's like this should be the time where we could m- make the best argument against the US dollar. We're about to print more of them than have ever been printed, we're basically just handing them out to companies, yeah, you know. And it's like, even with that, even in like the most, you know, money printer go burr, uh, possible environment, uh, still kind of like. If I had to just, like, throw all of my assets into one thing right now, I would definitely just throw it into U.S. dollars.
1: Yeah, well, also, it's like a, like, can you imagine how bad this would be if it wasn't a fiat-based currency? You know, like, how much worse the economic shock would be to everybody, um, even though, like... You know, like, like, the the other argument is that, like, the government could have printed a trillion dollars, you know, froze all rent and, you know, given everyone free healthcare for the next three months. But they didn't, you know, and that's a big argument yeah. against fiat currency. But the point is, like, they could have done that, you know. And in yes. a deflationary currency, there's no way they could have done that, you know. Like, it would just be that, like, uh, basically the Winklevi and Seifedean amus would, like, basically own the world, you know. Yeah. Uh, that that is a terrible outcome you know that would lead to mass death um not through the 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 pandemic but through you know like complete unmitigated economic disaster that nobody could do anything about because you can't make those guys do anything they don't want to do you know you can't even rob them because they have all that stuff under under a private key um you just have to beg them to re- try and redistribute it somewhat and um i don't know this has been a pretty you know, it's been a a very somber and horrible lesson on some of the corruption that's going on in our democracy. But, uh, you know, like the fact that there is a world in which, um, you know, an endlessly printable fiat currency could have helped people is probably better than the world in which, like, there's almost no chance that that everyone doesn't go immediately bankrupt in a deflationary currency.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're living in a managed economy now and... All indications are that that economy is going to be managed in a manner that benefits large publicly traded American companies. And uh, I think if you're just reading the tea leaves there, that's probably good for like the value of like your, you know, $10,000 buried in your backyard. What that means for like the value of Bitcoin? Eh, Probably not very much like probably like Bitcoin is kind of just like off on the sides right now. It's just not like there's not any real reason that, uh, people would focus on it. I don't know. I
1: hope, I I hope not. Yeah. Um, Um,
0: Jay, this has been, uh, very fun. Uh, Should we just do this occasionally during, uh, during this pandemic, if we get the, uh, the urge (laughs) to,
1: yeah, we don't even have to talk about Bitcoin, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to thank the, uh, People who have asked me persistently and you as well, I think on Twitter oh, when it, the show is coming back, uh, I didn't realize we had such dedicated fans. And, no, uh, yeah, It's
0: it's beautiful. And if anyone's yeah. hearing this, it means that that person kept subscribing to coin talk and their podcast app. Yeah. Uh, even while we didn't publish. So you are truly a hodler. We appreciate it. Um, send us, um, you know, just find us on Twitter, send, send coin talk a message on, on Twitter and, just follow us there, and we'll let you know if we ever uh, if we ever do it again. I mean, uh, Bitcoin probably hit ten thousand again. You know, yeah, we'll have some yeah. opportunity. Uh, yeah. Jay, one last question. Yes. Uh, tell me about uh, what's been uh, occupying your Nintendo Switch time.
1: Oh man, uh, I got um, well. I play Mario uh, with my kid. Um, she's able to like basically run around and jump, and that's about it. But not in any sort of productive way you know she mostly just wants to change clothes in the ship you know uh she i play uh i've downloaded smash brothers but i don't i don't i don't know i'm not into it and uh i play i have mario tennis which i downloaded too, uh to play uh my friend pablo but i you know we played the other night and he won five times in a row and i was like i have to practice but i haven't really been able to practice um what else do i have uh Let's see. Um, Yeah, that's it so far. I tried downloading uh, that the NBA Two K game, but I uh, don't have enough space on my Switch, so I just (coughs) wasted. (coughs) Excuse me, wrong pipe. I just wasted the sixty dollars. How about you? What are you playing on there?
0: Uh, I'm pretty much just playing Fortnite squads. Uh, I've got like a pretty good four man crew going nightly. Oh, Um, nice. I, you know, I suffer from being pretty bad at video games. Yeah, me uh, too. I'm not good kind at of there. shamefully bad, honestly. You know, uh, and it's funny because I sort of have the urge to, like, Twitch live stream or something like that. It looks fun <laughs> to me. Yeah. And I actually know the part where, um, you know, you entertain someone for an hour. Yeah, by yeah, Talking. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is I'm ass terrible at video games oh, yeah, and I, I, I'm not uh, even like <laughs> Like I'm not even good enough that it's a joke, you know?
1: I tried doing it a couple of times playing Teamfight t- tactics, which is not like a game where you need to be a uh, particular, it's like a, it's just a grind game, like a grind strategy game. And so as long as you, 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 you spend like an hour reading on the internet and you'll be okay. But like, uh, um, I was bad enough where it was like I would have like nine people watching me and seven of them would be like, uh, you're terrible, <laughs> and then I can handle it. Because you know? <laughs> part of me, I was just like, well, who cares if I'm terrible? That's not the point of this. you know. But then I was just like, this is so humiliating. I'm second-guessing every decision that I make, and then these people are laughing at me. Um, well, I just
0: don't want people to see the way that I actually play Fortnite. Which is often to just sort of hide. Oh no! Yeah, you are, can't like, do biting. that. You can't. And then that. I'll wait till someone takes some damage, and then try and like. Uh, oh, finish you off try and vulture the kill. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my yeah. God, that is so bad. So you you're a you're a camper who vultures. <laughs> 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 yeah, I would not want to vote. I would. I, I don't think I, that is one thing you don't like. Being very b- b- bad, but honorably bad, I think is okay. But being bad and like dishonorably bad is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> um okay cool um all well right. hopefully i'll talk to you soon about all this and uh stay healthy stay safe talk all right to. Later,
0: Bye. Bye. and that has been coin talk our reunion episode thank you so much for listening thanks to all the fans who've been sending us messages we appreciate you we miss you uh stay tuned